Social proof is huge in marketing. People are more likely to believe your product or service actually works if they hear it from a real customer. But how can you get great testimonials and how can you best package those to build trust with your future customers? We'll talk about all that and more in this episode of Growth Team Radio. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I'm your host, Mallory Kuhn, growth marketer at Lean Labs. I'm joined today by Chris Dubois, CEO of Lean Labs, and special guest, Matt Cunard, senior growth marketer at Lean Labs. Hi, guys. How are you today? Good. Good. How are you? <laughs> Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. You guys ready to talk testimonials and social proof? Yes. Let's do it. Let's go. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to kick off. Uh, let's let's toss it to Matt first. So what is a time that you've bought something because of a testimonial uh, or, or a review online? So it was actually, it was actually pretty recently. Um, so uh, Chris, Chris will like this answer. It was in, it, it was in the vein of uh, professional development type stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm personally trying to get better at uh, just all facets of, of copywriting, landing pages, emails, all that kind of good stuff. And um, I guess I'll, I'll take you through my my uh, purchase path, if you will. So I initially saw uh, just from some people I follow on Twitter that they had taken this uh, or in the middle of taking this course um, created by another guy and it was called the Copy MBA. So like, a, you know, like a master's of business, kind of that stuff just around copywriting. So I, you know, I checked it out and then uh, you know, checked out their page um, and they did have some retargeting uh, ads set up. So I saw those, but what I also saw a lot of was um, uh, just organic tweets that they, that this person who created it retweeted and all that people talking about that, uh, that course. Um, and, um, you know, eventually went back to the site and they had added some, you know, some, some social proof, some, some testimonials, just some, uh, and I haven't really testimonials, just like, Hey, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm in the middle of this course right now. I've already implemented these, you know, these things from the first, lesson in this alone helping me do xyz better faster uh what, what have you um so i was like hey you know uh it was, it was right around black friday time so it just happened to work out that way and they had a little bit of a discount for that so i was like all right let's let's pull the pull the trigger and go that's um so yeah that's that's the most recent one that, that comes to my mind um i know i've i've bought other things that i've been interested in i always check reviews uh for anything that i anything that i buy online like uh work like workout gear you know shorts shirts things like that just you know i want to make sure that they're good that they're not going to rip uh that you know that nothing bad is going to happen and i'm going to regret my purchase so that's that's basically how i operate right. right well and i think that is a really great example matt because not only did you check the testimonials to make sure that it was going to be worth your purchase, but the testimonials or the social proof is actually what brought it to your awareness in the first place. You saw mm. people talking about it, uh, which I think is super important. Um, Chris, do you have a good example? I mean, pretty much the same same story for everything, right? <laughs> find, find the testimonial before you buy. Uh, so I had read somewhere that on Amazon, post or a product that has, it's like a three or four star um, rating, but has 
thousands and thousands of reviews will sell better than a product with a five-star rating that only has like hundreds of reviews. Uh, so I started being a lot more critical when I'm looking at reviews because like, I don't want that bias to play into anything. Um, but I've also been asking a lot more people, Hey, have you ever tried this rather than just relying on website testimonials? Um, but uh, those are going to be for the bigger purchases, right? Anything, anything right. smaller. I'm just, yeah, just looking at looking at the reviews and, and seeing what, uh, making sure I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot with the purchase. Yeah, and that's important too. Talking about like the the size, the risk of the purchase, right? The more mm-hmm. expensive it is, the more of an investment it is. Maybe the more, yeah, the more proof you need effort they need. Yeah, exactly. The effort you need to uh, mm-hmm. to understand that you can trust this uh, this brand or product. Um, or whatever it might be. So we've established testimonials work. We've talked about their importance. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts of it. Um, so you guys both also uh, ask for referrals and testimonials from from our clients. So um, I think you guys are great folks to ask this. Next question, what are the elements of a strong testimonial? What are you looking for or hoping that you're going to see in a testimonial from a customer? Um, I'm going to toss this one to Chris first. So first, you want to make sure they're happy, right? You want good testimonials. <laughs> and so like asking, finding that right timing for when you ask. Um, but for the actual testimonial itself, um, you want it to be very specific, right? Like concrete in what they're, they're saying. You don't want it to... Get rid of all the feelings and stuff. Let's talk like actual transformation from this to this. Um, what are the actual like, what's what's the ROI of this purchase, right? Like get get facts, details, stats, things that will actually make it easier for someone else to come in and see, uh, see themselves in this story. Um, you want what, like an explanation of any of the benefits, um, any like the positive effects they found. Um, you want that to be clear and concise as well. Um, and then the, if you can get a statement in there about why, why and who they would recommend this for, um, that really kind of ties it all together. Yeah. So it sounds like we're looking for the, the full story. We don't just want necessarily, I'm going to pull quotes nice, but for a customer to really see themselves in the testimonial and for it to get their attention and have them make that journey that, that Matt made for his professional development uh, course that he's taking. Um, We really need them to be able to see themselves. Um, Matt, do you have any other elements that you'd add for a strong testimonial? It just needs to feel like it was, uh, it needs to feel like it was applied organically. Like it can't, it it can't be obvious that like, oh, they obviously asked, they're they're following a formula (laughs) testimonial. Like if you can read a testimony and be like, oh, I know exactly what this company asked this person to write that it feels, you know, right. it feels, I feel we're in the, Hey, look, we're in the age of AI. We're in the age of, of fake reviews and fake testimonials, man. That's, that's super easy to, that's super easy to do. Um, you can just do some chat GPT and say, Hey, give me a, give me a, uh, you know, a two paragraph thing that includes this for this review and have, you know, have, have chat GPT, uh, write it up. Um, so yeah, that, that's for me. I mean, in addition to everything that Chris said, which I think is, is right on, I've, I think it just has to feel natural and it's something where like, you know, even to the point of, because these are, this is such an important part, you know, this social proof, this, um, you know, this getting someone's experience with your, your product, uh, in their own words out there that if it sounds when you get it back from them, if they have provided it to you and it sounds like it's, 
written by a robot and and all that like i think it's i think it's definitely okay to go back to him and say hey um you know even you can even do the rewrite for themselves as i say hey i change your phrasing here a little bit just to make it sound a little bit more natural or you can either if you're good with that cool uh or if not can you can just rewrite this to maybe just bring a little bit more of a human tone element to i think that's that's well within your right because it's going to go Ultimately, it's going to go on your website, and it's a reflection of them. And if you're providing them some thoughts on, like, hey, this is how I think it can be better, uh, I would think that they would want to take that. But <laughs> right, what's well, going to have their name on it theoretically, right? If it's a you know a direct testimonial right. in that way. That's, so that's another that's another thing that I, that I think people get wrong with testimonials a lot is that assuming not doing the not doing the hard work. I mean, it can be hard work. Uh, of explaining to a point like, hey, like we need to use we need to use your name and your position uh, and your and your company on this so people know it's real. You know, going back to the mm-hmm. you know, the authenticity and, and fake reviews and things like that, right. it's really hard. It's really hard to put stock into reviews that just say like such and such position at this company. I mean, that's fine. Right. It's better than anonymous review or a right. you know, even having their even having their image. Um, there, you know, instead of just a, a placeholder image, my God, please don't use a placeholder image. If you're, <laughs> if you don't have the, if you don't have their, if you don't have one person's image, either don't use that one or find a way to, to do it without their image because placeholder images just make it feel like it's a shadowy mm-hmm. figure. IE, AI, right. Right. AI <laughs> yeah. It's very <Yep>. generic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so like with that, right. That's why you also, you can pull testimonials and stuff from sites like Captera, G2, things like that. But very frequently, those will be anonymous. And so it's like they're gr- like if you're on Captera, G2, you know how they collect reviews, and so it's okay to see them there. But if you try pulling those to your website, they're now less valuable because you can't tie a face to it. Um, but separately, you can also think creatively, right? If they they write something that feels very, I don't know, stockish or something, and you don't you maybe even present them with a rewrite and say, Hey, can we, can we try this? Um, and they say, no, it's like, all right, I'm just going to crop <laughs> what you were saying here. And like, let's just put a, a chunk of it. Let's bold certain phrases, right? Make it easy for someone scanning the page to see, um, the pieces that we want them to see. And then we can still use that testimonial without necessarily having this entire, like multi-paragraphs of something that doesn't feel good. Right. Right. Yeah. Using a poll quote. So, um, I've, mentioned in previous episode in my other side of my life, I do fiction writing as well. And uh, authors do that all the time for reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, Or honestly, if you see like a pull quote on a movie where it says dot, 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 five stars, dot, dot, dot. um, You know, that's not the whole review. Uh, Honestly, I always wonder if if the whole review might not have been as positive. (laughs) But, you know, you can pull out the part that that sounds Mm -hmm. the best uh, and and gets at what the message you're trying to send. Some intern Um, slave. Over pages and pages of the review, and they pulled that. <laughs> that like, one sentence. <laughs> oh, I love that. So we've <laughs> talked a little bit about uh, the importance of having a name and a face to go with the testimonial. So um, I wanted to ask you guys, what tips do you have for approaching customers, clients to ask them to provide a testimonial? And Matt, I'm going to toss this one to you first. What are your kind of tips? first one goes back to what Chris said when we're looking for, you know, what, what elements, do, you know, are you looking for for a strong testimonial? They have to be a happy customer. The timing of, ask, of that ask has to be right. 
Um, it doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't really matter what else you put into that ask and how great it is. If it's not the right time, then, um, then, you know, it's, it's just, it's going to be hard. You're going to be hard pressed to get a, a positive result, let alone any result from them. Um, right. that could be something where, you know, they are, um, you know, you've provided a service and you know that they're happy with the service just based on your conversations with them. Um, so sign some sentiment, some satisfaction, uh, element there would be a good time to, you know, to say, Hey, you know, appreciate, you know, I'm glad this, this went very well for you. Um, you know, would really appreciate you, um, you know, appreciate you, you know, providing testimonial and here's uh, kind of ABC things, you know, as Chris referred to earlier that, um, that we like to, to cover. Um, it can also be a timing thing from, you know, from a product standpoint. So I'm thinking about what we have set up for, for Sprocket Rocket, our, our HubSpot theme is um, we have a sequence set up that uh, asks for a, you know, asks for a review. Uh, I think it's maybe a week, a week after it's a timing thing, like a week after they get it. Cause that's something where it's a, you know, like a free, a free HubSpot theme. Um, something that you're going to download and use relatively quickly. You're, you're trying to solve an immediate problem. You're looking for a solution right then and there. Um, and we also have it set up for our, our paid theme as well, but it's something that you're going to use pretty intense, you know, intensely in the first week, week and a half, two weeks that you have it. Um, so really it's just, we just kind of use that week, that week timeline or that time frame, And then we have a part of our sequence that says, Hey, you know, if you've been, if you, if you found this to be super beneficial for you, um, you know, we, we'd love to hear your, your feedback, good, good, bad, or otherwise. Uh, and you can find that here in the, in the form of a review. Um, and so that's a way for us to, you know, we're not just asking just, just for their good things. And in, in HubSpot's system, it asks some particular prompts, kind of like what Chris said, or, you know, a summary is like, uh, what problems were you trying to solve? What do you like? What do you dislike? Um, that's just kind of baked into that. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's really my, my big thing is that does the timing has to be right, either from a, you know, a client sentiment satisfaction standpoint, or just from a product usage, making sure that it aligns with the, um, you know, with the usage pattern of the product. Right. Yeah. And that's a great point. Cause if it's, you know, if you wait too long, then it's been too long since they've used it. They may not remember the full story that uh, you're hoping for them to tell. Uh, right. And if you spring it on them too quickly, they might not have used it yet. <laughs> or if they've used it, they might not have seen the full benefit um, to be able to provide uh, the best story um, for you. Mm. What about you, Chris? Do you have any other tips for asking for testimonials from Kylie's? Yeah. Well, so just first in regards to the timing, right? It's the same. You need a goal in mind for what you're going to use that that review for. So like if we launch someone's website and we ask for a testimonial immediately, the only thing we can do with that testimonial is talk about our process for building a site, um, the feel, look and feel of the site, right? If we tighten the messaging, but we can't talk about conversion rates because we had the site hasn't been up long enough for us to actually know about it. Yeah. And so if we just want to talk about the process of building a website with us, then like that would be a great time to get the testimonial. They're happy. They just launched it, right? Endorphins are high. Let's get that testimonial. Um, but we can't do anything else. We'd have to wait for a separate review and once we know that everything's actually working. And so depending on having that like end goal in mind before you ask for the review to know how you're going to use it um, is pretty important. Um, but yeah, when asking the clients, obviously that you want them happy, you want them in a good mood to ask for it. Um, but then... So we will actually send over like guidelines for if, if they say, yes, we, we're happy to do a review, um, knowing whatever goal we have, right? We'll 
prepare for that. So we've done a couple things before where like once we had a really good story with a client. And so we actually paid for a film crew to show up at their office, do like B-roll, actually interview these people. And then they put together a testimonial video. We've also had, um, we had a separate company that they would call our clients, interview them and then package it in, in something back for us. And so we had like this audio file um, that we were able to package with like, you know, their headshot and some, some quotes and stuff. Um, but like, it could be as simple as saying, Hey, we'd love to get you on camera talking about these things. Just answer these questions, right? We're not telling them how to answer the question, but these are the things we would love it if you would talk about. And then in the guidelines, say like, just grab your iPhone, have it horizontal, you know, static on a desk somewhere aiming at you. You want to position yourself here. Um, just go through like some basic, basic elements of that. And, uh, and then you can get a pretty good quality video from it. Um, yeah, that's a. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, it's, it's great to have the video footage. I feel like that's very helpful. Um, you know, to have like on a testimonials page, it's a little more, um, it's less, I feel like as a viewer, it's less likely that you're going to think it's just some shadowy AI because you're hearing a human voice saying the words. Um, but on the flip side, it is a bigger ask, right? To ask a, a client to provide something like that. Um, so I was kind of wondering, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on providing discounts or like offering a reward or something to a client for providing a testimonial? If someone out there is listening and they're like, Ugh, I'm asking, but no one is agreeing. <laughs> So let's start with Matt for this one. I, I think it goes it goes down to again we do this we do this with Sprocket Rocket when we you know I mentioned that we asked for that review we also give them an, an incentive that says hey you know for the for the for, for the free theme we say hey you know uh, you know in exchange for your you know your your thoughts and your feedback on the product it doesn't have to be we're not saying it has to be a good one or it has to only be positive. Uh, that we provide them, I think it's three additional modules to work with from their choice, and we provide them the you know the list, and then once they do that, we just install it to their their HubSpot portal. Um, and for that, it works fine because it's a free it's a free thing. It costs us nothing additional to do that. I mean, it costs someone five ten minutes to, to add those to the portal. Um, right. We're not like buying going to buy swag and doing all of that type of stuff. Um, you know, I've been part of companies previous to to Wing Labs that we've you know, we've tried the whole Visa gift card thing and um, and all that, and honestly, it never really worked out well. And when I re- when I received those have received those types of emails in the past from companies who are like, hey, in exchange for your review, you know, we'll we'll give you this thing, we'll do this thing for you. I don't know that I've ever done it, and honestly, when I get one of those, I feel kind of uh, I feel kind of cheap because it just feels like a, tra- it feels like a transaction. It feels yeah. like a transaction. Um, and so I don't know. I feel like I'm sure some companies out there have, have found success with it. And I'm sure you can Google and find those. Uh, but I think what you'll also find is that those are, um, you know, those are either, either very large brands with very large pockets. who can afford to do that type of thing, or they just know their audiences so well and have taken the time to know their audience so well uh, and actually on the backside of it, whatever it is they're providing, again, does not have a huge cost to them um, that it works out well. But that's, I don't know, I would say approach approach with caution if that's what you're <laughs> going, uh, going towards. Because if you do it wrong, then it just, it just 
it's not going to help you and you're going to end up buying a bunch of mugs or t-shirts or something <laughs> and you're not being able to move them. So then you're kind of out that cost as well. Right. Yeah. So Chris, it, I see you it, nodding. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, cause it impacts the client too, or the customer. All right. So I'd bought a bottle of uh, vitamins cause I had a ton of five star reviews and everything. And when the bottle came in on the top, it said, leave us a, there's a sticker. It said, leave us a five star review. We'll send you another bottle for free. And I'm like, boom, automatically, I know all of those five-star reviews are fake <laughs> because someone just wanted another bottle. And so now I don't trust this company anymore, like all right. because of that. Obviously, other people just wanted more free bottles because they, <laughs> they went ahead and did it. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it's an ethical issue when you're doing it like that. Um, it really needs to be a, hey, leave us a review, just period, a review. Right. Good or and bad. Then, and we'll give you yeah. this just to, just as a thank you, because even if, if it's a negative review, we're going to come in, we're going to try fixing the product to make it better for you. Right. And if it's right. a positive review, we want to share it. We're going to use it in our marketing. So either way, we're winning here. Um, and that's all we want from you. Thanks. Um, I Understanding what the value of a review is for your brand, I think will help you with deciding what you actually want to offer. Um. If you have something much more like high ticket, high value, then you might be able to spend more to get these testimonials, right? When we sent a like a film crew out to one of these companies, <clears throat> they have been our client for multiple years, right? And when you're doing marketing for someone every month for for multiple years, built we built their website, we redid their next website um, when they're ready for like a facelift on their brand. Um, we we're willing to drop some money on this story in order to make it right. happen. That'll like we paid for the review to send a film crew over do all of that. They didn't necessarily have an incentive, except they got to show off that they grew their company right from uh, over the past couple of years. But, uh, but yeah, that's knowing the value of the view, the, of a testimonial, I think can go a long way and just knowing what you should, what you should be doing in order to get them. Excellent. All right, guys, I'm going to need you to put your boxing gloves on. We're going to take some shots here. What are most businesses getting wrong? when it comes to customer testimonials. Now, I, I think that uh, example of your vitamin company, uh, Chris, mm -hmm. is a great one where it's like, hey, let me give you something free if you say something good about us, whether it's true or not. Um, but uh, aside from that one, do you have any other examples? I'll toss it to you first. So first thing they probably get wrong is that they don't have a plan in how they're going to use the review. You're just asking for a review like openly and you don't really have an intent for how to use it. It's just like, oh, I'll pull whatever quote and do it this way. But like a video review can be used differently than just like an audio versus just, you know, a little um, little copy bite that you would plug somewhere on the website. And so understanding um, what you're going to do with that is helpful. If I'm going to use that on a um, an industry page, right? If we serve multiple industries, I might want more reviews from an automotives client because that's where, the, you know, moving into 2023, those are the types of clients that I want more of. And so let me go get more of those types of reviews so that I can, I can really build the, that database up. Um, let's see. I think not following up to thank people for the review is probably, it's so easy, right, to do. But at that point, if someone has left you a review, especially if it's positive, they have now attached their name to your brand. <clears throat> People don't like being hypocrites. And so they will likely recommend your product or service more to people, especially when you're like featuring them on your site, right? There's a, there is picture proof that they were happy with you at one point. And so like, 
So they are going to want to keep like sharing that. Um, then asking, giving them some of the, the guidance, right? We talked about like, we'll literally send them a, a Google doc that says like everything that they should do, all the types of questions. Um, I've started doing this like when I'm happy with a service, I'll ask like the person, like what would help you the most in a review? Like what things you want people to know about you? Um, I did it on an Etsy purchase recently that went, uh, that was good. And it just, it was easy. He's like, Oh, I'd love people to know that like we work hard. We did, you know, we do these things. And so I wrote up the review. I was going to write a review regardless, but now I made it something that's actually more valuable for him. And so from the flip side, if he had just said, Hey, if you're happy, I'd love it. If you could tell people about these things, I might've been more quick to, you know, to just even get right to that if I wasn't already in that mindset. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, giving them some guidance not only helps you tell the story that uh, is most helpful uh, with the review, but it helps the person providing the review. It's it's more daunting, I feel, to just get a big blank empty text box and say, hey, mm-hmm. tell us about your experience yeah. with us versus here's four very specific questions um, that you can answer. Uh, I just think that giving that guidance um, might help more people engage with the review uh, and also provide a more a more valuable one. Um, Matt, do you have any other thoughts for what businesses are getting wrong for testimonials? First off, I'm looking forward to getting the, uh, the hand crocheted, uh, uh, coaster <laughs> that Chris ordered off of Etsy for me. Looking forward to those. Yes. <laughs> I can't admit it because it was a secret Santa thing. <laughs> are we doing that? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, honestly, I, I have, I don't know that I have much more to it than that. Other than that wall like i'm just thinking about how we display these how we display these um these reviews testimonies particularly like on you know on a website a wall of vague and general great product loved this product uh works you know works so well for our team i will trade a hundred of those for like five or six really good specific how it helps what problem were you type you know trying to solve again going back to that specific guidance I just feel like so many of the reviews that you see, they're not, you know, from, from people who aren't doing it well or brands that aren't doing it well, they're just not specific. And they're just, it's just like, yeah, it's like an echo chamber of just like great product, product, product. This was awesome. awesome, <laughs> awesome. Like it just, it, it doesn't do anything to, to sway me as a, um, you know, as a potential, as a potential uh, buyer of a product, uh, when I just see that over and over and like, tell me exactly how this helped, particularly in, B- in the B2B space. Like, in, you know, if you serve different industries, you ha- need to have them by industry and say, Hey, these are, you know, just thinking one of our clients, they serve, uh, they serve higher education. They serve uh, government of, of all sizes. So local municipal state federal, uh, and they also then serve businesses. And, you know, if you think about just from the government side of that, like the additional, you know, the additional, or just the problem, the problems that they're trying to solve, the challenges that they have, um, you know, same thing with, with higher ed, uh, you know, just the limitations that are in there. You can't just trot out some generic, like, Oh, this, this solution from them was from this company was great. Like it's got, it has to be specific so that the, so the person who's viewing these, you know, the prospect, uh, in, in many cases, or visitor, the website, whatever you want to call them, they can kind of see themselves in this review of like, Hey, I relate to that. I have, I'm having this problem or a similar problem. Uh, I'm also in government in higher ed, uh, you know, a 
enterprise grade business with this similar thing. They need to be able to see themselves at some point of this, some part of this re- review and testimonial. Um, why testimonial wall? Uh, you know, think about how we do this. Um, I'd rather have a just a longer one, longer kind of uh, drown out section on a page versus just here's. 25 reviews that go scrolling through and they all say five stars and they all say great job or great product or whatever. Um, so this, the, the winning isn't the winning is in the details, I think. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And it's like, if you're in a, a specialized industry, you're in government or higher ed or something like that, you are more likely, I think, to read a more generic review and go, okay, that's great. It'll work for other industries, but that's not going to apply to me necessarily. You do need to be able to see your own story uh, in what the brand is doing. Um, and with those shorter reviews, think about like when I leave a review for something, if it's a product that I'm just like, oh, you know, it was fine. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, five star. This was great. Uh, if I'm actually passionate about the results I've achieved with a product or service, something like that, that's when I'm going to take the time to actually write something more thought out. Um, so I do think just even no matter what, those are just more meaningful um, for in ter- terms of proof. Yeah, I'm thinking through too with that. There's probably a cutoff somewhere, right? The higher the value, the uh, the service or the product, whatever you're paying for it, um, the more necessary it is to have a an actual like more thorough review. Um, but there is like almost a trade off, right? Like I, if I saw 500, um, like just five stars and like little blurbs. Like that might equal one, one good review, but especially if the product is like lower in value, right? If we're buying a toothbrush and I see it just, <laughs> I don't need a super yeah. drawn out like review of this. I'm seeing <laughs> just a ton of people being like, this is awesome. Um, yeah, that, that would still be valuable, but yeah, as soon as you like start increasing the, uh, the stakes just by fronting more money <laughs> for right. the service or product. Um, that's way less valuable. Yeah. No, and that makes sense. If I'm buying a toothbrush, I'm, you know, spending, I don't know, maximum $20 unless I'm getting like a Sonicare or something, Oof. right? Um, that's a toothbrush. Well, like if it's, you know, one of those electric ones from the grocery store. Um, but yeah, if you're going to be spending tens of thousands of dollars, um, you're going to want a little more proof that mm-hmm. it's worth your time and your investment. Um, I just want to make sure that Chris looked at the reviews for that Etsy seller that is making <laughs> these hand crocheted uh, items here. Five star reviews. Right. With, yep. A lot of them. <laughs> I, want, I, want well, quali- I want quality in my free gift. Dang it. <laughs> right? You'll have to let us know. <laughs> All right. I have one last question uh, and then we can wrap up our chat on testimonials. Um, and we kind of did touch on it. We don't want to do just a wall of short quotes uh, necessarily. Uh, so especially in B2B, let's let's narrow this in. What is the best way to display and share customer testimonials in your mind? Um, and Matt, I'll start with you for this one. Yeah, look, I, I think the most successful, the most successful companies, the ones that do it best, particularly in the B2B space, <sighs> I think they do it in a combination of ways. They, it's not just one, you know, one wall of testimonials that they pulled stuff out or bolded phrases or things like that. That's showing that's showing a volume type play. We see it all the time. You know, um, you know, this product enjoyed by or loved by 
X number of people, and then here's a whole wall of them. I think that's fine for showing for showing volume and just showing that it's like okay, it's a widely used thing. Again, getting down to the purpose of the um, the purpose of the reviews and testimonials you're using. Uh, but when it comes to something like really swaying someone to use it, like okay, this works for other people in a general sense, I think it has to get down to kind of that specific um, yeah specific section of a page. I saw a great example. I can't remember who it was from recently where they had. It was just it was just a two section, you know, two column, two column section on a page, and on the left it was, uh, you know, a headline about what ultimately what they achieved. It was like they they did this thing. I think it was for Lowe's, you know, the big you know the big company Lowe's was the client, uh, and they helped them do something, and that was the headline. Then there was a quote underneath, and the person was identified. And on the right hand side, they then had a video of this guy talking through. It wasn't the exact quote because they're just repeating actually talking through what they did it was like a two and a half three minute video but like on a it was on a product page um like that's something super consumable it's not a like a long detailed case study um we got a really good sense of what i think it was full story it was the company that, that had this on their product page um got a really good sense of what this product can do and if they can like oh my gosh you can help with lows uh you know check i think it's you know all about customer insights i think is what their product does and you know stuff on their website and website and everything like that like if they can help someone like woes that has tons of SKUs, tons of products tons of product categories have a ginormous website like surely they can they can help me i found i found that to be um really really uh really potent so i think it's a combination of you know big again getting down to the purpose big wall or maybe like a home page of showing the volume of, of how many people use you're just giving some authenticity to your user base and, and how well it's been reviewed but then yeah i think in product pages or solution pages industry pages that's when it needs to get down to be more more specific a little longer form uh video is great uh the combination of video text some some images would be even better but that's that's kind of my my advice on it. it's not just one or the other it's it's a combination of both to, to get kind of all use cases in there I love that. Chris, any other thoughts on yeah. displaying testimonials? No. Um, I think the only thing I'd add when you're on the, you should use testimonials to promote the copy that you're trying to like get after, right? So if you're on a solutions page and you're talking about some of the benefits, if I can tie one of the testimonials to that benefit um, that we're, you know, promoting it's like now that just became way stronger because we can actually see someone actually had success with this um and you get really choosy right on which ones you're you're actually using um i think doing that building building them in in a way that as someone's scrolling your site they can pull out the key elements right so even if you have a longer testimonial making sure that you're bolding or italicizing certain pieces um if you can do like some cool effect when on one site we actually had like a highlighter um, kind of go over whatever like phrase we wanted them to focus on. So as you're scrolling, now you can, it like pulls that out, right? So it attracts the eye right away. You get that one piece that you really need as you're going through the page. Uh, so now, even if someone's not reading everything, they're just scrolling, you're still giving them what you want them to uh, to see. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's a great point is because it gives you that short pull quote that someone can read in a second that, you know, on the movie poster, this was five stars, but without the dot, 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 that adds doubt of, ooh, what did the rest of this review say, right? So you're still showing the whole review if they care to read it, but. Yeah. 
you're really drawing the eye to the piece that uh, is most digestible. Well, I think this was a great uh, conversation about testimonials. Hopefully, uh, our listeners can get some uh, some actionable uh, tips to use when they're creating their own testimonial pages and working those into their marketing efforts. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Matt and Chris. Um, so thanks for listening, all of our listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode. And until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? Trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.